Are we ready? Yes. Let us begin. What's up, everybody? This is the Quad with Chris Young. As always, I am Chris. You can't see us right now, but we are vibing out. We got Haley the Bear. Hello! First, first time, first. Producer Josh. Hello, good morning. It's so much nicer to start this way. <laughs> and Ryan from Miami. <laughs> I'm silently protesting. <laughs> good. Stay um, silent. Uh, you know who else is silently protesting? <laughs> Um, sadly for a couple days, our Instagram page, if you were oh. looking for us, yeah, and it, it went away. Um, we're, we're in the process of, of getting this thing verified guys. Cause I guess there's just so many fakes at this point. And trust me, we, we, we hate know them. we hate them. We, as know, we hate them more than you do. We yes. promise. I, I, I'm saying this just as me, not even the fakes of the quad account. I, I am fully aware that there are fake accounts out there. Every time one of my friends comments on something, they're like, oh, my God, I just got hit up with like eight fake yous. I'm like, I, I trust me, we get them shut down as fast as we possibly can. It sucks. Uh, hey, but, but the fake yous, they inflate my follower count, so I do appreciate that. <laughs> Stop it, Ryan. <laughs> um, I, I will say this. We, we got it back up, but evidently somebody uh, reported us as fake. And so that's why our account got taken down for about 48 hours. We, we appreciate that. Thank you yeah, so thanks. much. On Thank the plus side, we got that. it back up much faster than we did yes. before last <laughs> time. last time. So that's good. Well, we already went through the process of finding out who we need to talk to. So yep. that, that helped. So, so anyway. the poll's irrelevant. For no, this no, 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 no. No, we, we had a count. So who won the poll, Josh? Uh-huh. Did we win the poll? I believe Collusion! We, I believe... <laughs> In a epic landslide, it was only like 100 votes, but that's okay. <laughs> Gone with 60 seconds. Yeah, because Back the to Supreme. the Future was winning, and somebody, somebody. So here's will, where the, the, the controversy and quadspiracy comes in. The okay? quadspiracy. <laughs> when, when the Instagram account was live and thriving and doing well, Back to the Future was leading in the poll. And then it just so happens to crash, disappear. <laughs> and then once it reappears, oh, conveniently, Gone in 60 Seconds is now leading the poll. I tend to think that there was some quadspiracy going on here. I agree with you. And I'm going to do some investigative journalism and figure out what's going on. <laughs> that sounds like a bunch of losers. Just <laughs> I, I mean, look, me and Josh are quiet and happy over here. It's, it's our, I will our have you know... As someone, as the only one who actually manages the account, it wasn't winning by that much. It was winning by like 15 votes. This wasn't like. It was still winning. That swing. And then it wasn't. And then it wasn't. And then it, and then it lost by a couple hundred. Someone may have posted. In in your defense, you asked them to vote. You didn't tell them what to vote no, for. No, he said Back to the Future's not winning. No, no, it no, was no. Call- I said, I said, I can't believe that Back to the Future is winning, make sure you go vote. I didn't say vote for Gone oh in 60 Seconds. Oh my gosh, you don't have to say to go vote for it when you're going against Back to the Future. This was All right, rock so the wait, vote. wait, 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 time out. In the future, or we we're going to do this right now, am I no longer allowed 
to say anything about people needing to go vote from my page. You can repost it, just not who to vote for. He didn't say who to he vote did! for. He did! Okay, I, I, so I can repost that people should go vote, and that is all I can say, is everybody make sure you go vote, right? Yes. That's all I'll say from now on. Everyone make sure you go vote on the poll. Does that mean Haley also can't say which thing to vote for from her page? Okay, well, no. first of all, I don't have that much of an influence it, that on That doesn't the matter. Collusion is collusion, whether uh, it's 10 votes or 100. Hang on, hang on. Ryan's got his, got his hand up like he's in class. Go ahead, Ryan. Yes, sir. Right behind Watergate, I'd put this as the second <laughs> biggest controversy in American history. I'm just, I'm just going to say. All right, moving forward, if I post anything, I'll, I will only say go vote. But look, it did it benefit me this week? Sure. Yes. Sure. No wonder. That's why you put the name. However, Nux. However, <laughs> little fist bump action. I'm all for you posting and telling people who to you go voted follow for. It and go, yeah. 100%. This benefits us greatly. People flood the page and then flag us for being fakes and then tear the <laughs> page down. But that's so I think uh, I think this is a good time to remind everybody to go like, subscribe, review, rate, uh, follow. Give it uh, five stars and say one star in our country. Report, yeah. I guess, too. No, no don't no. do that. We're just joking. There's anyway. also a new Twitter account, the Quad would see why if you guys would like to go follow that as well. Yes. And uh we really do appreciate you guys following us. We're just kind of having a little bit of fun with us, but the group chat had blown up. So. I very, I very much doubt anyone listening to this podcast is actually the person that reported us. So doubtful. Yeah. Highly doubtful. I hope not. Let's go to music. Music. I just wanted to start here because every single day until August 6th, I have something crazy going on leading up to this album launch. And uh, I'm I'm not complaining. Very, very excited that this album is finally going to be out there. Uh, if you missed it for any reason, just dropped uh, another song that is available early. If you pre-order, and it's called Break Like You Do, one of my favorites on the record, um, just make sure you go check this out. I, I actually got a, a lot of messages from people that I know about this one. You know how like every now and then you'll tease something and it's like, okay, it's out there and, and people hear it or, you know, specifically in the case of an album, people can go listen to the whole song now. Um, and, and people are like, oh, cool, man, you dropped something. That's awesome. I actually got like a lot of friends texting me going, hey, this Fun's is really awesome. good. Yeah. This is really good. So that famous that friends. Good. What? Was it famous friends texting you? <laughs> <laughs> the album famous friends coming out august 6th yeah uh august 6th put it in your calendar right now unless you're driving don't do that no. <laughs> wait wait till you get where you're going but, exactly um very very excited that this is just getting closer i mean there's there's so much stuff going on there's there's stuff happening right now that i can't even tell you guys about actually can you tell us no um but you'll know when it happens because <laughs> you're going to hear about it. Uh, so it's just, it's, it's been great. And you know what? One of the, the really crazy things is if you think about how long I've been making this record and yes, I am fully aware of how long it's been. Um, one of the, the really cool things this past weekend is I was in Virginia and there used to be a place called Innsbruck Pavilion, which is a spot that I played like once a year with regularity 
and um, the people that that had that actually moved to a different site and uh, put up a much bigger stage and like more sound and different backstage area and everything. And uh, I performed there this weekend for one of the two shows that I did. And it was really, really cool because I remembered while I was on stage playing Drowning, which is also on this album, that we had shot all of the people holding up photos at that location. Oh, cool. The last time that we were there and uh, for the for the Drowning video. So if you ever watched the, the video for that song, everybody that's holding up a photo is just like we we sent like an all call message to anybody that was showing up and we figured we were going to do it like the whole weekend we had so many people show up that first day with photos of people that they had lost for that song that we couldn't even put all of them into the video like we just needed the one day and that's where it happened so i actually called that out during um right after the bridge uh my my keyboard player seth was uh, just kind of vamping over the uh, the chords, and I made a point to talk to the audience and say that, you know, like I saw people in the audience like raise their hands when I started talking about it that had shown up and, and brought photos, and just a really, really cool moment. And there's so much that goes into to making a record, but it, it's also, this is the most music, singles and or otherwise, um, with the, the Grat tracks that have, have dropped that I've had out ahead of an album ever. So, you know, Raised on Country, Drowning, Famous Friends, Town Ain't Big Enough, like all those songs have been out there in the world. Town Ain't Big Enough wasn't a single yet, but it got picked up and, and streamed a lot in different formats. So mm -hmm. um, it, it's just wild that all of that's going on and it's all going to finally, in like finally, two, in like two weeks. <laughs> Yeah, be out there in, in a couple weeks. So I know I just rambled a lot about my own record. No, but this is cool. I'm man. excited. <laughs> You're allowed to. You've been working long and hard on it. Because Losing Sleep was 2017. Is that right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Because you, you came into yeah. CBS and helped promote Losing uh, losing Sleep. That was the last one. Good yeah. Lord. That's crazy. So that's, that, that's wild. <laughs> um. But yeah, it was a good weekend of shows and being out there and seeing people enjoying themselves. Just, there's nothing like it, man. How's there's the like response it. on the new songs? What What's made it into the set? Obviously Famous Friends, but... Well, I mean, here's the thing. I haven't really added anything else outside of Hold My Beer, Watch This, which is just fun, you know? Right. I, that's in the show, but um, nothing else. I've added nothing else yet. Which that song isn't on an album correct it's on this one that's oh. coming out yep gotcha speaking of adding i've had some some friends ask about tour dates and additional shows do we have any news of when we could get some more additional cy shows down the road i'm gonna give you my favorite response when someone asks me that soon <laughs> i feel so defeated <laughs> he looks so defeated i feel like i feel like I, that's what my dad says like yes yeah, son we'll, dude, we'll do it soon i trust me very how about this very soon ah that sounds better yeah. a lot of optimism there yeah yeah there will be something to talk about very very soon here <laughs> on the podcast with you guys that i'm very excited about exclusively here for the quad pot squad <laughs> right here um, rate subscribe review yeah. It, anybody else got anything like crazy music update? And, and that could include anything. Yeah. So on Hulu, 
they just released a documentary called McCartney uh, three two one. I saw this, and it's Paul McCartney and Rick Rubin going through the history of the Beatles, kind of song by song, and also track by track. Like they have it pulled up on a console, and he's kind of soloing stuff and pulling stuff out. I saw a clip for this where they're talking about like who was going to play bass. Yeah, and 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 you just kind of get like the history. You get some anecdotes. You find out that like. Paul played drums on some of the songs and, and all, I mean, it's just, it's really, if you're a music nerd and even if you're not a huge Beatles fan, because I am not the world's biggest Beatles fan. I like the Beatles, but I'm not like Beatles guy. I'm right there with you. You know, like I I like the Beatles. I, I have a great amount of respect for their catalog. Obviously, you know, one of the greatest or arguably the greatest band in music history period and created what we consider the modern recording. Like they, they were tying two, four tracks together to get eight tracks. And they were like, what is all of this? Right. Yeah. Um, they, there's a, a, a story to, and maybe you'll know what I'm talking about. Or maybe I'm just talking out of my, uh, yeah. Uh, I, I, didn't, I didn't want you to have to make an edit there. So I didn't say it. Um, they, they like rented this really expensive mic, but it was, uh, I believe what was the, it was it the yellow submarine. Was that the album? That was an album, yes. Yeah, okay. So on that album, I believe they did like a technique where they put it underwater in like a bag to mm. get the sound that they wanted. Yeah. And they didn't tell the people they were renting the mic from. <laughs> that sounds like that. Yeah, yeah, it was something crazy <laughs> like that. And somebody may be like, oh, that's a that's total falsehood. But it, they just did crazy, crazy stuff with recording techniques that had never been done. That had never been done. They would take entire 16-channel consoles and bring it into the room to plug in more things to then fold that down to two fold channels. It down, yeah. And like no one had ever thought to do that. No one had said, let's combine all of these different mediums to do it. Really fascinating stuff. Um, but a really cool watch. I watched three episodes last night and it's, if you're a fan of music, <laughs> which I think you are, if you're listening to this podcast, it's a really good watch. You should check that out. Hmm. Yeah. All right, um, let's do a quick round of what are you listening to? Rye, what do you got? All right, so what am I listening to this week? Some really good stuff. Stuff that you guys are really going to like. And it's music. Were you not ready to go yet? That I was not ready, prepared to give you yet. Songs and things. I'm I'm telling you, I'm running around. I'm liking a lot of things right now. There's a lot of music that's All been right, on here, my playlist. While Ryan's looking for whatever he's going to talk about, I, can I just shameless? I'm going to be shameless and self promote. Absolutely. Uh, break like you do. I, I love this song. Um, me, Matt Rogers, Anthony Smith, Chris Stefano. The four of us wrote this one. And Anthony Smith and I uh, wrote Tomorrow a long time ago. Uh, it's been a couple records since we've had something make an album. He's actually, he's actually got two that we co-wrote that's on this project. So um, just definitely go check it out. Haley, what do you got? Uh, I am currently listening to Ed Sheeran, Bad Habits. Love that song. I first came across it when I saw the music video and heard the song for the first time. I love it. It's super creepy and not what I was expecting. And ever since then, have you I've seen been- this video, by the way? Yeah, I have. It's. I think it's so different and good. It's like when a, you describe it though as super creepy. That I, doesn't make okay, me want to go. Okay, look, just go watch it. Just go watch it once. Very creative. It, that's the only way. It, she's like creepy yet creative. 
It's like the Lion King, slimy yet satisfying. <laughs> it's, uh, it just just go watch it because it, there's not really a great way to describe it without ruining it. Yeah, I'm on it. It's a it's a great song with a great video to follow behind it. So I've just I love the song. It's really good. I really like the song. I don't love the production on it. It's one of those I knew where you're like, gonna say that. If he played it acoustic, I would go, yeah, I love this song. But something about that production just it's different for him. Me. I think. Yeah, but th- that's that's me. That's okay. All right. What do you got, Josh? Josh. Um, also self, <laughs> self-promoting. Um, I have a little side project called Stepsons that I do with my friend Andrew. Where It's like a rock band thing. Did you not know about this? You're looking at what? me like, yeah, okay. So I have a side project band called Stepsons that I do with my friend Andrew. We, we had met when I was living in Los Angeles, and then I moved here, and he moved here, and kept playing music together. And we put out a song uh, a little bit ago called Summer Again that I co-produced with him. And uh, it's great. So. Is that what you just reposted yesterday? Sweet. No, that was a different one. Oh. That was a different thing. This video is creepy as hell. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, hey, Ryan, while, am... you're, while you're watching that video not paying any attention to what we're saying, uh, do, do you have something to talk about? I do. I'm going to pause this because I'm going to have nightmares from this video. Um <laughs> Yes, uh, Memory, Kane Brown's new song with uh, Black Bear. That's, that's what I'm listening to this week. Love it. Good new tune. Love it. All right, guys. Oh, my God. This, we, there's so, so much. much left. Oh, man. Um, we're going to try not to go too far over today, but let's go to sports. Sports. So, Major League Baseball. Um, the Cubs won another game. That's cool. We got a lot more games to win if we want to get to the top of our division. The Brewers, I believe, are way ahead of us. Yeah, you're uh, you're definitely not in the lead anymore. No, I've, we've been way out of the lead. Yeah. Um, Shohei Otani, still magic. I'm going to say it every week. I, it's just, it's incredible. We've never seen anything like this. No. This should be the most incredible story always. Like, when you bring up Babe Ruth... And you're like, yeah, a guy hitting home runs and pitching and doing like it, it just doesn't happen. No, and lead, it doesn't happen. Is he still leading in home runs? Uh yeah, if I believe he's not, so. He's top three yeah. or whatever. No, he was leading the league in home yeah. runs last week. So I, it it's insanity. Um, the Cleveland Guardians. What do we think about this? And and I have a very interesting take on this at the end, but I I want to get y'all's opinion first and not uh subject your reaction to my opinion so this is a hard one for me um i mean the name had to change the name had to change this this was something that has been discussed and talked about ad nauseum they were going to change the name um i I did not ever actually hear guardians come up as an option and maybe I, I just wasn't paying enough attention. Do you know why? Do you know why Guardians yeah, I, is what I, they on? I do. I do. You know why, right? I do not. I yeah. don't oh, know okay. why either. Okay, go ahead. There's Ryan. the Art Deco statues that are carved into the pylons of Cleveland's Hope Memorial Bridge. That is where Guardians of Traffic comes from. And that was where the name was birthed. They actually had a thousand names they were considering and whittled it down to the Guardians. Gotcha. And that leads right up to the stadium, Correct. Correct. It's right near Progressive Field. You literally, you can't miss the sculpture when you go to Progressive Field. When do they have, is it officially in play as of right now as that name? That, no, that's the name. That's or next year. Done. Next year. They, they will start to integrate that into their logo, their jerseys, all that in 2022. 
You don't like it. Not only do I not like it, um, it makes me worried for my professional football team. Because is that is that next? Is the Atlanta baseball team uh, next? Like where does where does it end? Like where does the limitation? This, <clears throat> end? Yeah, if this is the first domino to go, like, well, I guess Washington was the first domino to go. Technically, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, so if this is the second of of a and then where I where, mean that's that's a deeper conversation. I, I it don't is. Want, we can't really right. get into all the nuance of all of that on a and and that is a very nuanced conversation, which is dangerous because then for sure no one wants nuance anymore. They want a soundbite. Yeah, they they want to take something out of context and go, oh yeah, Josh Gleave hates Native Americans, which I don't at all. But like, <laughs> you know, what I mean, it's really easy to say that if I go, I I don't know if this is the right move because I'm worried about my team and. And also then what, where does, where does the line stop? You know? So it, it's, it's conflict. I'm conflicted, I guess is the best way I can say it. Which if if you aren't aware, he's a Kansas city chiefs fan. Surely they know. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying like, I feel like he's done enough. Team of Destinies! To yeah, well, to know. I, again, this we, might be the first podcast yeah. someone's listening to. Yeah. So. so if you don't know, I'm so a diehard I, Kansas City Chiefs fan. The, can I get the one joke out of the way that somebody said? But just You know, at, anytime there's a name change of a team, and especially in the situation where the team name was deemed insensitive and uh, not just the team name, but the mascot and everything that went along with this team as a whole, um, you're, you're going to have people just trying to make jokes on the internet to whatever they change it to, right? Correct. It doesn't matter what the name is, how good it is, what the point is behind it. Um, the the one that made me laugh that I thought was legitimately funny is, you know, they, they rolled out the multiple different logos that they have. They have the one that's just Guardians that's in a in a font across the, the chest. Um, you know, they obviously are keeping the C for Cleveland and keeping a lot of that stuff the same, keeping a lot of the font style the same. Uh, obviously, the color scheme transitions over uh, from the jerseys and, and hats and everything. But the one thing is they did like a, a shortened logo that's like two G's with like a box in between it. And someone said it looked like the old um, toaster screensaver. Oh, my oh. God. <laughs> And that made me laugh really hard. If you see it, and you, then you'll know what we're talking about. So I have a something that I've been thinking about. What do you do? You look at fans that are still going to wear their old stuff as inappropriate because what if they have like twelve jerseys and they're like, I paid my hard money for these. I mean, I know Washington fans specifically. Is that like talking about? But football uh-huh. and now baseball. Like, what do you do? I, nothing. You, do you I, still wear the old stuff? Yeah, I think I think so. Even yeah, fans will still wear it. Fans will still yeah, wear it. Yeah, people are still going to wear it. Um, I, okay, Ryan, what do you think about this name? I originally was like, this seems kind of cheesy. First of all, you realize Guardians on Twitter is owned by Guardians of the Galaxy, so they can't even have the official <laughs> Guardians no, Twitter I, by handle. Way, it doesn't their Twitter handle stay the same? I, I'm sure it does. No, I think I just, they said I it was. I think comical. they said this. You still have to look up. I just anyway. found that really funny. Um, you know what? In reading more of the history of it, and truly, like 
We've, the Hope Memorial Bridge is so iconic in, in downtown Cleveland. I was hoping they would go with the name of Spiders, like the Spiders, which was their 19th century Cleveland right. professional baseball name. Like that would have been the natural for me to kind of reconnect with the past while moving away from obviously what has become, you know, more of a racist undertone type of name, logo, what have you. But now reading the history and seeing like, you know, the, the hope of the guardians and, you know, how they guard traffic. And I, I don't know, it's just that kind of a historic landmark in the city. And now you're renaming its baseball team after it. That's in the backdrop of that. I think it's pretty cool. All right. So I'm going to, I'm going to say now that everybody's kind of expressed opinions, um, <laughs> somebody said this to me and it was like, Oh yeah. Okay. Because there were people going, I don't know if I like the name. I don't know. And they're just kind of back and forth on what they thought about it. And I was in the middle of one of those conversations with a couple of sports fans. And one of the guys turned around and says, we got two teams named after socks. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. I mean. Good point. And, and a team in the same state of Ohio named after a color. Just saying. Just saying. All right. NBA. From a city of losers to a city of champions. Whoa, 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 Ryan, whoa! <laughs> that was <laughs> we. We like you in the state of Wisconsin, except the Packers. We like you. Whoa! <laughs> I don't know where to I go from did, that. Um, I had to toss some dirt on Cleveland. I still have some, some, you know, oh my residual, whoa, residual I, hate there. Cleveland, from, you know, I love you. Um, it, please ignore Ryan. Cleveland, that was for you. Anyways, <sighs> guess who finally lost? A yeah, bet. we lost a bet. Guess who lost a bet? <laughs> Guess who won a bet? Scott Foster. So, uh, That's who yeah. won. <laughs> Scott Foster, game six. You want to talk about this? Just let it go. Oh, my goodness. So we talked about this last week a little bit, how Scott Foster is undefeated against not only Chris Paul, but also, as it turns out, Devin Booker. Devin Booker games that Scott Foster has refed 0-12 now. Because um, they're all with Chris Paul. <laughs> n- I'm before, even before. Oh, even CP. before. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Um, you know, do I think the Bucks came out and won the game? Yes, I do. I'm not going to take that away from them. I think that Giannis played out of his mind. I think that Giannis kept them in the game. However, Scott Foster, USOB. There are just some questionable calls that you can definitely point to, and it takes you completely out of the rhythm of the game. And I don't love that. I don't love that that this is a factor in games. I don't like that we have metrics to point to and go, yeah, they never win when he refs the game. That's super weird. Why is that? Um, but you guys won fair and square. You won the bet. And and I agree with where you just took that. I mean, first and foremost, you have to be excited for the Bucks no and question. for Giannis. No question. The fact that it had been 50 years and he put up 50 points – and then I don't know if you guys saw this, but on social media where he was going to Chick Chick Fil A, yeah, and he was going, "I need a fifty piece, not forty nine, not fifty one. I need a fifty piece." Yep. Uh, it it was fantastic, and I mean, obviously, he is one of those people. I think somebody also like dredged up like his first tweet that he ever sent, where it was like, you know, he was still learning English. Um, and, and like how to spell things correctly. And so it was like, I want a smoothie with, and like smoothie was spelled com- 
completely wrong and it was like god bless america yep like it's just such a cool like everything coming up right now is like all these amazing memories him staying with one team him choosing not to leave them building around him um it's just it's awesome to see uh, i hate that it's going to cause both you and i to drink a six pack of smirnoff ice but Outside of that, <laughs> outside of that one thing, uh, very, very, very cool moment. And congratulations to everybody that got to be there. And then, oh my god, dude, <laughs> it's like the rest of Milwaukee outside. Oh yeah, the street watching seventy thousand people out there. Crazy, yeah. it was crazy. You gonna take a victory I lap here? So. Uh, you know what I'm going to do? Uh, what I'm going to do is Bear's going to take one. So if you just want to do like the, the actual I'm, rundown I'm gonna do of the, the metrics. I'm going to do the humility. Okay. I'm going to do the humility talk here. I'm really happy for Giannis Antetokounmpo. I think he is one of those superstars that doesn't, to me, doesn't get the same sort of name recognition or get put in the same category whoa, as a LeBron. Whoa, whoa. Right, he's two, a two-time two MVP. MVP what are you Stop. talking about? Stop. You just you guys, you guys just want to come uh, t- throw swords without me finishing my statement? <laughs> no one's ever <laughs> heard yeah, of him. No one's he's, ever talked about him. Yeah. He's not, but he's not. He is not. Um, look, go look at the ratings. This was the fourth lowest NBA final since 2000. People don't look at it. You can you can literally throw stones at me and say, no, "Oh, he's no, a two-time no, no, MVP." No. I understand that. But here's what I'm saying. He is not in the pantheon of LeBron in that type of respect. People don't look at him that way. And that's my argument coming here and saying he deserves to now have that seat at the table. This was the one thing that was eluding him. And he proved to those types like LeBron, you can commit to a city. You can commit to a city. He's 26. 100%. And he's 26. And the only other guy that's had... You know, a finals MVP, two MVPs, a defensive player of the year is Michael Jordan. So, you know, what what Giannis has accomplished? Uh, Olajuwon? Yeah. Hakeem. Hakeem. Hakeem, Hakeem done as well. Finals, two-time defensive player of the year, two-time MVP. Two-time defensive player? Two-time? No. Two-time. Giannis has only got one time. Giannis has two. Two? Hmm. Okay. Well, defensive player of the year is pardon me. So Jordan's the only other one that he's there with. Here's what I love, though, and this might have been missed in the middle of this series but I think Giannis had one of the greatest like inspirational quotes of all time when he was at the podium. And this actually went viral because someone had talked to him and asked about, you know, success and, and looking back. And here was the quote in its entirety. He said, when you think about the past, that's your ego. When you think about the future, that's your pride. When you think about the present, that's humility. It's really rare for us to find athletes that are that, that, holy set mind mindful like their mindfulness his mindfulness is elite he is so good at being able to be in the moment and not focus on the missed opportunities of the years past or what's coming up in the future and i think that is a grace that we don't get you know we don't really get exposed to most in sports so i'm really happy for Giannis, and i think finally finally now he is on the same level as lebron james I do not think he's on the same level as LeBron James and not even close. I agree. I think that this is recency bias. And I also think this is a factor of you not really watching most of these playoffs and not watching the regular season. Because did, did you watch a game, by the way, Ryan? Yeah, I did. I watched game six. Okay. Not coming at you. It was excellent. I'm not coming at you, but we do this. Yeah, we you do are. this in yeah, sport. No, we do this in sports all the time. All of a sudden, something great happens, and I'm super excited for him. I am. But this is not Giannis's league now. This is not catapulting him to the pantheon of a LeBron James or a Kevin Durant or a Steph Curry. Like 
he had a great finals, but he had a great finals in a finals where the Lakers got knocked out in the first round due to health problems. Kevin Durant's foot was on the line that could have potentially sent the Nets to the finals. Like there is a lot of situations that happened that led to the Bucks winning. And it, there's no asterisk. <laughs> that happens in every championship year, by the way. That happens in every championship year. There's You have to have those breaks go your uh, way. This was obviously everything went their way, including the best team, both the two best teams in the league being severely injured and being without their superstars. Like Milwaukee doesn't win this championship without, without AD's injury or Kevin Durant's injury or James Harden's hamstring, for that matter. For sure, for sure. There are lots of breaks. All I'm saying is, we need to see consistency. This is the same guy that didn't the Bucks get swept last year in the playoffs against your Miami Heat. Yeah, he he won a, a co-championship this year, by the way. No, they did not. Um, so, like, we have multiple years of him falling apart in the playoffs. We have one year of him winning when everything went well. Let's just wait. Let's celebrate what's happening. I think it's great. I love it for Milwaukee. I love it for Giannis. It gets the the weight off of his shoulders to prove that he won a ring, but let's just wait. LeBron James has been doing it for 17 straight years. That's all I'm saying. Let's not compare these two things. And I, go ahead. Take. I just, I hate constantly hearing the comparison of they only got there because this person's injured. They only got there because this, Well, why don't you just appreciate the player and that they got there because they got there, not because of all of these things. I think you can do both though. I think we're, we're splitting hairs on either side of this. Giannis, if this is the only championship he ever wins, hypothetically, because that's the only way we can look at this, he's not in the stratosphere of LeBron James and Kobe Bryant and just Steph Curry and Kevin Durant. Like, he's not. Up until these last two games, would you pick Giannis to have the final shot going into it? No. And and on top of that, if you remember, (laughs) in the first couple games, when the Suns went out there and took control early on in the series, everyone was questioning Giannis. So he shut them up. He should be celebrated. 100%. Put him on a pedestal, right? This is his year. This is his moment. He put up 50 points to send this thing to done. I've got the championships. Here's the photos of all the trophies in my bed. Dude, no one should come at him. I'm, I'm not saying that. I am saying... That's that's one championship, and there's a lot of parity in the NBA right now. A lot. You look at the past and, and couple they're years. Not, they're not even favored to win next year. Brooklyn's favored. I know. To win that's title that, next but that's year. my point. I, I I just wish we would live more in the moment. And we're sitting here having the same conversation. We've fallen into the same trap that everyone does. Because when you want to talk about sports, you want to talk about them versus history and what they're going to do in the future and and everything else. I just, I'm really excited for him. I thought he, like you said, Rye, handled it with such a level of grace and humility for someone that is not even 30 to be in that space. I don't, I don't care how long he's been in the NBA to be able to handle it that way. And for everyone to really just fall in love with this guy on camera, I think is great. And And, uh, you are so right, CY. You are so right. I think it is time to truly live in the moment. On that note, so when are you guys chugging your six pack of uh, of (laughs) Smirnoff Ice? I cannot wait till this happens. Oh, this is fantastic. I, I will be in town in uh, three weeks. So, all right. Well, we'll do it then. We'll do it then. Yeah.
Yes. Oh, yes. This is going to be yes. great. Make sure you take your Tums. Yeah. <laughs> I would have almost chose any other drink than this. <laughs> but that's why we did it. Y'all thought y'all were so, so hype on them winning. But and look, I, and I was straight. the first. <laughs> they won four straight and they won them handedly. Yeah. Well, Scott Foster won two of those. But yes, they won them handedly. <laughs> See, so Do you think I can find a Scott Foster flavored Smirnoff ice for you? I feel oh, like. Uh, oh, God. Do you want to dress up like Scott Foster and just call out <laughs> fake penalties left and right? I think I, I, think I, can, I can get that arranged. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Let's, let's move on. Um, the Olympics. I, I did want to talk about a couple things. Do, you, do we want to keep on basketball for the moment? Yikes. Oh, man. Uh, Team USA just gets dunked on by France. By Evan Fournier. Are you serious? I Somebody was like, oh, well, they have NBA players on the the France team. And I'm like, mm, no, that that's yeah, no. Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert was on yeah, that team, too. I, okay. Do you know who all's on Team USA? <laughs> <laughs> like, it, it, oof, not, not a good look, not a good Here's, story. Here, I, I did want to have this conversation because I was, I was texting back and forth with one of my buddies about this. And Josh, I want to get your take because I, did you see what Luca did last night, by the way, 48 points yeah. for Slovenia? I mean, unbelievable. The, the argument that I made now is this isn't a decade ago or even longer where the U.S. undoubtedly had the greatest collection of basketball talent and, and the rest of the world couldn't compete. Like you're starting to see, Okay. These whoa, 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 European whoa, countries. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, 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 no. You're starting to see these European countries that have super talented athletes. They are now able to compete with the U.S. on the world stage. The growth you, of international you basketball. The, last Olympics? <laughs> the growth of international basketball has led to a basically a, more of a parity across the, the world. Growth in basketball. of international basketball led to. Uh, Coach Krzyzewski taking over Team USA and getting all of the actual superstars in the league together and making a point to go make a multiple <laughs> Olympics run and just step on everybody that they played and, and then, win by like eighty points a game. Yeah, I think you're acting like this is all. This only happened when Michael Jordan was going to play in the Olympics. Like it, it, there was there was a period where like they noticed that they had to step it up and did for Team USA, and I just feel like. This year, I mean, look, they could come back, turn it all around. They just added Booker, Middleton, and um, Holiday. Sure, yeah. But it, it just doesn't. We can hope for bronze now. Um, it doesn't look good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to 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 back up what you're saying, Ryan. Internationally, basketball has really grown so much. Now we have the Lucas and teams from Serbia beating the Canadian teams that were full of NBA players. Like there it's Australia is really great at basketball. Now there's all sorts of African countries that are incredible that are giving us Joel well, Embiid I mean, and didn't, didn't Nigeria beat us for yeah. the very first game. And yeah. then who do we lose to second? Um, it, in it, this was like not, not warm up games. What were they calling them? Um, Ex exhibition, the games. exhibition games. They won, so, they won, they won their second exhibition. They won the game. Second it was one. the, yeah, it was a Nigerian loss. And then this loss. Yeah. Uh, no, I think they had another loss in there, guys. They won in between that. Okay. I think it's just France and Nigeria, I think. But Go ahead. Yeah. all that to be I'm said, not, let me look it up. You know, the basketball without borders, which has kind of spurred a lot of this stuff. We've, we've sent, 
ambassadors to different countries and really grown the sport of basketball in a lot of different countries throughout the world. Um, we're starting to see that kind of show up on the Olympic stage and th- and that's pretty exciting and it means okay and and maybe I phrased what I said wrong because I feel like you're you're trying to explain that the growth of basketball worldwide it has exploded and maybe that's what you meant when you said that right but like the last several Olympics by a landslide. It, it was a la- it wasn't even close yeah since the redeem team on which I think was 2008 is that right? That was the LeBron, Wade, um, Kobe, like that. Kobe, team. Since that Carmelo, since yeah. that moment forward, it's it's not been close. And mm-hmm. the talent level of this USA team should have been comparable to that. Um, so I don't know. I don't know if this is um, our talent getting softer or the international game growing, but somewhere in between seems to be like just more competitive basketball. And I think that's kind of where we're at. This is yet another failed attempt at Kevin Durant to win a championship. I mean, what a loser (laughs) this guy is. I mean, come on. Like if, I mean, you think if LeBron was leading this team, they would have lost to France. No chance. I got to send a meme to you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Um, By the way, the, the history of that is, (laughs) <laughs> 16 12 and 08 oh no was that you sending yeah, that to us yeah. okay <laughs> yeah oh no <laughs> oh that's ex- exceptional yeah dude in 16 the united states was 8 no yeah i so mean the we're, last we're, olympics stomping yeah absolutely yeah I'm just saying. The one before that, they were like, eight, no. Yeah, that's but, but yes, I, that's my point. Is is not. But the so game much has that, changed. The game has changed. The NBA game has changed since 2016. Like the game has changed. There is a bigger international influence in the NBA, and you're seeing it with guys like Luka Doncic. He obviously is the European goat, if you will, for us in terms of you know stars that have come across the pond and have now dominated in an American league. So I just I think the gap, the talent gap is no longer widening. It is, it's shortening. And I think it's because you see these talents and stars from overseas. I think, I think it's shortened a little bit, but also international basketball is, is refereed completely different than the NBA is as far as space and what kind of foul calls you'll get called on offense. They don't have Scott Foster's over there. They don't have Scott Foster over there to be uh, bailing people out. But um, so I think you're seeing some of that too. There is uh, internationally it's it's a little bit more hard-nosed than the nba is and that's not to say the nba is soft it's a beautiful game but it's just a little different Hmm. team usa let's go pick it up come on (laughs) come on go for gold baby let's do it i'm just excited to see simone yeah um by the way july 10th nigeria beat team usa July 12th, Australia beat Team USA. Oh, they did? Mm-hmm. You were right. <laughs> you found that already. You just didn't want to say it. <laughs> Correct. Dang it, Ryan. Oh, Ryan. <laughs> Come on. I was really hoping that. I, tr- I tried so hard to derail the conversation in another direction. And you, being you, dead set <laughs> on knowing you were right, you went your face was like no i know i know know i was like wait a minute we lost two in a row because they said that this was the first time they'd lost two exhibition games um 
well, you know what? We'll we'll see how this plays out. But uh, I, you know, every article that I also found while I was looking that up all had headlines that read, in one way or another, just a reminder: Team USA is not the favorite for gold in basketball this year. But you know what? We already got our very first gold medal of the games, and the very first gold medal. And forgive me if I do not pronounce the last name correctly. It's K A. L I S Z, I believe it's Chase Kalich. Um, who I believe was a bulldog, I believe it was at the University of Georgia. Um, won the gold in the men's 400 meter individual medley. Which, if you know anything about how hard it is to win a gold medal in that, it is all of the different things that you learn to be a competitive swimmer put together in one race, and it's individual. Um, he is, I believe, the only person ever win silver and win gold in that event, and uh, it was it was just pretty wild. So it was also really cool because they had ESPN and everybody else that I saw covering it. Fox Sports um, showed like his family just like losing their minds. It was just really it's really cool. It's a reminder of how awesome you can have moments uh, at the Olympics. And just be so excited to see somebody that dedicates their life to being the top of their individual sport. Which also sucks going into this year for people who work their butts off to get there and can't. Yeah, there's been a lot of that too. Yeah, for sure. Um, I saw I saw a tweet like this and I, I thought it'd be really interesting. What, what if right before they started, you just had a regular person try to do it? Just so you could see the comparison between... <laughs> What a normal person would try like to do. a semi-athletic semi person? I don't care. Just like anyone. I'll do it. I don't care. Me. Yeah. Just someone Throw me in a pool. Yeah. Someone's not going to drown, but like tries to do it. And then they have like, oh, that took seven minutes. And this person did it in like <laughs> two. By the way, Metal Tracker, just this will update, obviously, because right. this podcast will come out later. But right now, the U.S., is behind China by three medals. Uh, China has 17, U.S. is 14. But we do have, we are tied for the lead with Japan in gold medals with seven. Boom. Uh, quick couple things before we move on, since we talked about this. For, I knew we were going to run around a bunch of these topics. Uh, sad news, Akers out for the year uh, with an Achilles injury. So you, you hate to see that. He's on the Rams, right? Mm-hmm. Florida State alum, really good for our bet. <laughs> I, I like how this is just turned into what benefits your wallet. Instead it, of wow. like competitiveness Sorry. in the NFL, it's what benefits Josh. Yeah, no, I was like really sad. And he goes, good for our bet, though. <laughs> Help, oh, helps, man. helps the uh, Arizona Cardinals. Oh, They just got to win the division. That's it. Um, quick and, quick and recovery last, for you, though. Can't yeah, <laughs> obviously training camp's open. Um, this is going to be a day before the Packers report. So uh, we're going to, go. Oh my God, we're going to find uh, out so much. Update. Bears, Let's go. Bears sign another tight end. <laughs> How did we really got just a team of tight ends now? Jesse James. We signed Jesse James. We also got rid of Anthony Miller. <laughs> okay. Um, oh, bro, Jesse James, man. That's going to be the key to winning that division. Uh, Oh crap. I didn't even put this in here and we have to talk about it. Yes, we do. Texas. The biggest news of the day. It's official, by the way. It is official. Texas and Oklahoma, they've released a joint statement informing the Big 12 that they will not be renewing their media rights in 2025, which means 
they can Here do we the buyout go. and move to the SEC. How fast the, can they transition to being in the SEC? Uh, well, it just depends legally if they're able to to get out earlier than 2025. They said in a statement, this is why I, I just I, love I believe it's an $80 million dollar buyout. It it's is, $76 million. $76 so, million right. per school is the exact number. So they, they'd have to pay $76 million per school. But can you imagine, like, they're going to make that back two years in in the SEC. I, they're not concerned about that amount of money. They don't care schools. about the money. No, they, they do care about the money. What, They're going to make more money being in the SEC. Now I have to ask you, see why? Because this is personal for you. This isn't just a seismic shift in college sports. Like you are a longtime Texas Longhorns fan, and they have dominated. Well, not recently, but <laughs> yeah, not recently. But this is like you are now joining the pantheon of elite programs in college football, this doesn't make the climb back to the top any easier for Texas. No, but I also, I I think there's two things at play for me as a Texas fan. One, I I mean, once they're gone, the the Big 12, the rest of the teams are going to get cannibalized. It's not going to exist anymore, right? It's going to fall apart. I disagree with that, by the way. We can talk about that in a second. And I mean, there's a possibility of, yeah, they could add SMU and Rice and... (laughs) All right, K-State's going to run the table. <laughs> I, nope. I'm just saying I'm willing to bet that I think West, that someone said that it was a rumor, just a rumor, but um, West Virginia had already been contacted by the, the ACC. Um, obviously, Notre Dame has multiple places they could go. It's, who else is in the Big Twelve? I'm trying to think of who so, else is Kansas. So here's Kansas here's what you've got right now because I so here's where I envision this going. We are going to move away from what I believe to be five Power Five conferences into a super league of four big conferences. Each of those being the Big Ten, the SEC, the Pac-12, and the ACC having 16 teams. So you now will basically have this footprint across college football with four major I, 16 team conferences. Why did I say Notre Dame? What the Notre Dame the, Notre Dame is an independent that for a long time by the way they remember they played last year in the ACC. Right. Because of COVID they brought Notre Dame in and I think Notre Dame and West Virginia will be the two teams that the ACC eventually adds. Okay, so I'm not crazy. No. No, right. you're not crazy. Right, right, right. I do I do think they add Maybe them. Now the question is if the Big 12 can survive, can they survive by adding Houston, UCF, Boise State, BYU, you know, any of any number of those schools. Can they survive as a power five conference I don't, by I don't losing think so. Texas? Who does that I don't leave? Think so. That leaves them with Nebraska. That leaves them right now with no no no. Well big big twelve right now okay, has Kansas, State. Kansas State. And and by the way, oh. Iowa State was great last year. Mm-hmm. Um TCU, Texas Tech. I mean <sighs> It's not bad teams. I, but just, here's my thing is I think they get cannibalized by other conferences. I think they go other places. They might. They might. They might. Because there was a rumor, too, that Kansas and Iowa State were going to leave for the Big Ten. And right. so if that happens, and, anyway, and then we, West we Virginia can, leaves for the ACC. Yeah, you know, we, can, we can play this game all day long, and we'd never get done. Talk, we could talk about that for an hour and never have – we could all have different opinions. We don't know what's going to happen with that. The one thing that I will say – is this going to be a test for Texas, especially because Absolutely. they have not dominated in recent memory? Of course. But Sarkeesian knows how to recruit in the SEC. Learned under one of the best. Isn't it also kind of a they're going to have to? They're going to have to be good fast, but 
with the name recognition that comes with that school, being in the SEC will help your recruiting immensely. Just being in that conference because you know the kids that come to your school are going to get to play Alabama and Georgia and it, every year. And, and you with, know that that's going to be something where you're seen on those networks and that it's all in that same TV contract. And I, I will also say this, and I know my friends that are Georgia fans are not going to like it, but just a reminder, Texas did beat Georgia in a bowl game a couple years ago. Well, and didn't they change the transfer rules now? So shouldn't Texas be able to get some of those? Like I went to, I, I went to Alabama, but mm-hmm. I wasn't playing. So I'm just going to go to Texas. To, so I can, it's a one-time, it's a one-time transfer, but yes. But yeah. yes they changed, so they I think that's going to open things up quite a bit. I mean, it's, it's also going to happen with Oklahoma and Oklahoma has been perpetually ranked ahead of Texas the last several years, but I think it's a good move. I really do. The rich get richer in college football. The SEC is going to command right now. I think they pay their member schools like 46 million each. That is going to skyrocket now that you have two of the biggest blue bloods in the sport joining the conference too. It's just, it's, it's obscene. The amount amount of money that's now (laughs) surrounding these, these conferences. Speaking of the SEC and an obscene amount of money, (laughs) do you see where Bryce young has not even been named the starter, but already has, Close to a reported one million dollars in endorsements. By the way, <laughs> Nick Saban is Nick Saban is a genius. He is such a genius. He floated that out there specifically because it helps so much in recruiting to say, Hey, my quarterback has never even started a game and he's getting a million dollars in endorsement <laughs> deals because he's the quarterback at Alabama. All right, we've we've talked about everything we can talk about. We got to move forward. Uh, let's go to movies. Movies. Once upon a time in Hollywood, because the movie we wanted is not out yet. <laughs> yeah. So if you are wondering why we're talking about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, it's because um, I'm an idiot and <laughs> I looked at movies out next week, and I guess my phone just was like, "Oh, movies out soon." <laughs> and we would have told you sooner, but our, our Instagram, Instagram page was down. <laughs> was down. So yeah. So if you have not seen this one, skip it. We're going to keep it short because we're we're already an hour in on today. We knew this was going to be a, a longer podcast. Um, What's upon a time in Hollywood? Rated R, twenty nineteen, two hours and forty minutes. It is a lengthy film. This kind of surprised me. Eighty five percent of Rotten Tomatoes users like this movie. Only seventy five percent of Google users liked it. Interesting. Like Google users are normally, hey, I found this movie because I wanted to watch this movie. It's not normally a negative. I don't know if it's because it's a Quentin Tarantino film, which is a little bit different, obviously. Filmmakers like it, or film buffs like it more than average. Yeah, but I mean, I loved this movie. I did too. Ryan? Did you guys see it? Nope. We were too busy uh, oh. celebrating our, our bet when. So, Josh. Uh, yeah, a conversation <laughs> with Chris and Josh. Once about- upon a time in Hollywood. Um, let me let me read the, uh, the description. Actor Rick Dalton gained fame and fortune by starring in 1950s television western, but is now struggling to find meaningful work in a Hollywood that he doesn't recognize anymore. He spends most of his time drinking and palling around with Cliff Booth, his easygoing best friend and longtime stunt double. Rick also happens to live next door to Roman Polanski and Sharon Tate, a filmmaker and budding actress whose futures will forever be altered by members of the Manson family. Now, 
maybe what people didn't like about this is uh time for some spoilers you can't spoil a two-year-old movie come on yes yeah yeah, technically i haven't seen it i was gonna say so i'm and this is as much for both of you but i I, I don't know if y'all are going to go back and watch this. I so, want to I want to see this movie, so I'm sad I did not watch it. I've been talking you, about wanting to watch it forever. Well, then this will be a light spoiler. Yeah, the we'll, we'll the to... ending of the film is not historically accurate. No, it is not. <laughs> but <laughs> that being said, I got through the first two hours of this movie going, this is the least Tarantino-y movie I've seen in a long, long and time. Then, and then, yeah, it, it's one of those where if you like Tarantino movies, you're sitting there going, when, when is the shoe going to drop? And man, when it does, holy crap. Uh, <laughs> by the way, I, you need to watch this movie if no one else, just because you will love the relationship between Brad Pitt's character, Cliff Booth and his dog. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. It is. It's awesome. The whole scene with where the kid puts a, a knife in his car tire. Yeah. It, the whole thing, with like the Green Hornet backstage. It, there's just so much going on in this movie that was such a send up and just like kind of a love fest to old Hollywood. And yep. it, it's really cool because they, I mean, dude, when they're driving down the street, you can tell they like made the stores and the shops and it's one of the most impressive scenes of the whole movie where he's driving from the Canyon into Hollywood and they, it's not CGI. They, I, I mm-hmm. looked into this. They literally refaced all of the different stores. They got period correct cars in the street and shot the whole thing. And it's cause I'm the guy in movies. Like this is just how I'm wired. I'm always looking for like the F up mm-hmm. in it a little bit. Like, Oh, it's a period piece. It's from the seventies. Okay. Let me, let me see a, a 90s Mustang in the corner on accident, right? And that was just not the case. And you kind of just go, man, set direction on this is incredible. Which, by the way, did you even realize that Squeaky, the character in this movie, is Dakota Fanning? Yeah. I did not. Yeah. She's still around. I, oh, I loved oh, her. Buddy, she, I, she crushes oh, it. Oh, it's so... It's, well, it's. I was going to say, it's so good. It's very creepily played. Yeah. I. This movie's great. I loved it. Obviously... Did it win anything? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Academy Award for Best Production Design. Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor. Um, And then it was nominated for, like, a whole bunch of other stuff, too. There's there's two things I want, I want to talk about. Number one... um. I did not put two and two together that the term spaghetti Western was them shooting Western movies in Italy. Did not never, just never, never put never that clicked. together. I never, I was just like spaghetti, I guess. Cause the lasso looks like a noodle. Maybe I don't know. And like, they kind of explain like, Oh no, it's a spaghetti Western. Cause they took all of as Westerns were dying in Hollywood Italian directors were directing them in Italy. Well, and, and not uh, not just there, but here here's the official dictionary for uh, Spaghetti Western. A movie about the American Old West made cheaply in Europe, typically by an Italian producer and director. Yeah. So they were, they were still grabbing some American talent, but for the most part, it was this like, not second rate, but just a, a an offshoot. Cheap, yeah, yeah cheap movies. Yeah, there were B movies. Yeah, did not put that together until I saw this movie. So that was that was really interesting. And then I just kind of love 
Brad Pitt in this role and as sort of the supporting character in movies. Now I like this he's where not he, the, he's not the lead guy. He's kind of the rundown sidekick. And I like him in these. I liked him in, in the big short in that kind of role. Like he's just this like character actor now, but dude, okay. Like even the scene where Leo is doing the acting and he's getting all frustrated with himself and he comes back and they go to shoot the second scene. It's so good. If you if you haven't seen this before, make sure you go watch it. That's the, all I can You mean say. The, the single camera shot yes. moment? Yeah. Yes. It, in the movie theater when I saw it, I was just like, oh, Tarantino. Just Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> Masterclass. So in, in addition to me being so hungry now because you brought up spaghetti, <laughs> I, I went... I went on a deep dive of spaghetti westerns because I had never heard of that either. And just to appease everyone's appetite out there, according to our friends at ScreenRant.com, we have the 10 best spaghetti westerns of all time. <laughs> oh, dear. Just give us the top five. In, just give us the top, top five. five. Here we go. Top five spaghetti westerns. At number five from 1968, The Great Silence that number four from I thought, I thought there was a great, there was a, there was a, silence. There was a great <laughs> silence after that name of that movie. <laughs> At number four from 1964, A Fistful of Dollars. Oh, wow. Yeah, number three, 1965. Seems like this is uh, a sequel for a few dollars more. <laughs> I've seen both of those movies. <laughs> Me and my At dad used two, to watch westerns. Yeah. Why are all of these from the 60s? At number two, 1968's Once Upon a Time in the West. Yeah, it's, it's the era. Yeah, that's why. I okay, and I then... Said, uh, I guess I said 70s. I think I meant 60s. We're going to continue it. The greatest spaghetti western of all time with meat sauce on top from 1966. The good, the bad, and the ugly. <sighs> One of the best. A classic. One of the best. So, is there, are there no John Wayne they... movies in here? John Wayne not be, be considered spaghetti westerns? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't I don't know his entire <laughs> <It's not. laughs> discography as it were. I'm really hungry now. <laughs> um but just okay. a delightful movie overall. Um let me see. I'm I'm not seeing any off the top of my head, but also it it kind of says uh, like I'm finding what's the difference between a western and a spaghetti western. I think John Wayne was probably primarily in traditional American western films. Mm -hmm. Yeah, not the not wow. the spaghetti ones. So so what kind of food is associated with a traditional American <laughs> western? Is it barbecue? Are we going barbecue? Stop it, Ryan. This is gone. Chicken wings. So I, I this is so long. I I have to go to this because I've had this sitting here for 2 weeks. Um obviously, next week movie Jungle Cruise finally. <laughs> Oops, my bad. Are we are we I sure that Josh it's going to be so out in time? Oops, all crunch berries. My bad, guys. Nice. Um, I I have to say these two things. One, Haley has never seen the movie Waiting. What? Mm, no, I have not. Sorry. As much as you've been in the service industry, you need and love Ryan Reynolds. Like, 
This is in a Venn diagram of <laughs> all the things bartending that you would like. and Ryan Reynolds. You would be directly in the middle of those two things. <laughs> you need to watch that movie. Um, also, the brain. Yeah. <laughs> well. Yeah. There's that. This is not a. This is a not safe for work film. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Dane Cook's also in it. I mean, there's there's a lot going on in that movie. It's a lot. Um, AVClub.com. There's an article where Matt Damon reveals that he turned down being the lead of Avatar and the deal offered to him was 10%. Which, if we do the math, equates to? Like $200 million. million. He goes, I have turned down more money than anyone in Hollywood to star in a film. (laughs) That's insane. That's so it's it's so crazy. I I was reading this article, going, "All right, what, where's the joke?" But it's not. It, no joke. He said it's the biggest regret of his career, which clearly financially, financially, that's I bet that's it. It's, and what it's was, financially? What was he doing instead of that? I don't know. He was he had like two or three different movies going on at the same time. I think it was the Bourne movies, and so he couldn't do. He couldn't get out of shoots to do that. He would have had to pick one or the other, and he was already in the middle of it. <laughs> I love this quote. Oh, my God. Quote, I was offered a little movie called Avatar. James Cameron offered me 10% of it. I will go down history. You will never meet an actor who turned down more money. (laughs) Yes, and you're correct. He was in the middle of the Jason Bourne franchises, which is why he did not go on to accept the Avatar job. Whoops. I mean... Yeah, let's go to the hot take. <laughs> hot take! All right, this is mine this week. This got started his conversation the other day with a big group of my friends, and I was like, this would be great for a hot take because I'm honestly excited to hear your opinion. And I've got a reason that mine is a hot take, okay? And I can go first or I can go last. Go first. Okay. Everybody else is going to pick something really safe. Because when you ask this question, everybody always goes, all right, I have to think about I'm not the lead character of this show, so what would I want to be in? And a lot of like the top answers for what would the best TV show to be trapped in are things like Scrubs or How I Met Your Mother because they're day-to-day life, but they're funny and you like the characters. Feel safe, right? Sure. I'm going completely the other direction. Star Trek. Oh. <laughs> oh. Space travel's a thing. They got the holodecks. I'm a nerd. I just, Such I'm into nerd. everything about this. Uh, the, my only um, qualifier would be I, I, I can't be one of the red shirts. <laughs> <laughs> they die. They die very quickly. <laughs> that's, um, that's nerd humor for anyone that yeah, doesn't get this. Any, anybody that no, look it up, just look up Star Trek red shirts. It'll become immediately apparent while I'm saying that there'll be probably a compilation on YouTube. For yeah. You. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and look, I, you know what? This is where I'm getting into like a little bit of understanding mortality, right? Death is a part of life. If you were trapped in that TV show, are the, could there be a scene where the ship gets attacked and maybe that happens to you? Possibly. But Star Trek, man. It's a good choice. I thought phasers, you were going to... Yeah, like you're going to see different worlds. 
traveling through the universe. I had a feeling you were going to go some nerd direction. I did, man. Day. Yeah, I did. But everybody would. else that I, we asked was like, well, I want to be in friends. I, I want to be in the Justice League. I'm like, all right, you want a superpower. All right. I, I get it. I get it. But my, for me, it would just have to be something just real far out there. And it's I w- it would be Star Trek for me. Yeah, I went the complete opposite direction when you say See? safe. Go for it. I, I didn't go for safe. My, okay. my original thought, you you actually changed my mind because I, do, I thought so much deeper into it. Because originally I was just going for who's the hottest guys that I want to be around all the time. <laughs> and it was like the of Vampire course. Diaries. Like Damon and... Okay, but then I completely changed my mind. And now I want to be stuck <laughs> also with another hot guy. But I would want to be stuck in Arrow. Not only just because I love Stephen and Mel... But I would train with Steven to be one of the canaries and I could turn into the canaries. Let's and see. not only that, you're associated with she all the like, other she shows. She wants to be a vigilante. Yeah. So she wants a superpower, basically, sort yeah. of. It's a, no, it's not, it's you, uh, not you a be, superpower. Right. And if, if I die, it's part of you can throw me in oh the pit. <laughs> if he, if he dies, he dies. And people come back to life in that show all the time. They go see The Flash. They see Supergirl. I can go Superheroes. in see? all yeah. over. It's yeah. the best thing ever. Yeah. Josh, what do you got? You're like, you and Ryan are looking at each other like, who's going to go next? It's a standoff right now. Um, um, I went real left of center. I would want to be in American Gladiators. And I would want to. No. Yeah, I would. That's a, that's a reality TV no, show. it's a TV show. You did not specify. Oh, my God. I would want to be in American Gladiators. And I would so want to. trapped in American Gladiators. I'm trapped. I, I am one of the gladiators. And I'm, I'm the guy in assault that's shooting the tennis balls at people. That's what I want. That's all I want. That's all I want out of this life. Ryan, what's yours? I'm going to go animated route. God. It, all right. Technically, it's she did move that back 15 minutes. Three, two. I'm going to go the animated route. I want to be in Dragon Ball Z. I want to be. I want to be a super Saiyan. I'm telling you. I want all the superpowers. I want to Kamehameha and just power up. Like Goku back in the day. If there was anyone sitting at this table that I thought would have gone anime, it would not have been you. (laughs) Not just animated. Anime. I'm I I'm loved shocked. Dragon Ball Z. Oh my God. Loved this Dragon Ball Z back in the day. I used to pretend when I was a kid that I was charging up like a Super Saiyan. So throw me in, baby. <laughs> Let's go. I'm ready, Goku. Fire me up. All right, guys. Well, we're going to put the poll out this week. What a weird what? list of things. <laughs> oh, my God. What TV show would you rather be trapped in? American Gladiators, Star Trek, Dragon Ball Z, or Arrow? I just want to fire tennis balls at people. That's it. I guess I could do that in real life. But it's, it's not that hard to do. Just sit outside with a Nerf gun. I can't power up like a Super Saiyan, so I'll live vicariously through you. Oh, my God. Thank you guys again. As always, I'm Chris. This is The Quad with Chris Young. From Ryan, Josh, Haley, we love you. We'll see you again next week. Don't forget to vote on the poll.
Dragon Ball Z. Really? I just didn't see that. Comment. I Not didn't. At all. I just. Who is your favorite Dragon Ball Z character? I never watched Dragon Ball oh, Z. I never watched. No. Dragon Ball Z. Oh. Okay. First of all, I did. V- so. Vegeta was the best. I know. He. I know. Vegeta was like the uh, the enemy here, but I loved Vegeta. Well, I mean, in in the beginning, yeah. Same oh. principle. I'm, my nerd's gonna show. I, I can't talk about this. I met the guy who voiced Goku. Nice guy. What?